Well, hi again, everybody, with Bob LaBelle. I'm Mike Lynch, and uh, here we are. This, as Bill Belichick would say, no days off. And when you're covering the Patriots, whether they're in the playoffs or not, there are no days off because, you know what, this thing right here could ring and ping at any particular second. We'll get to our guests in one second, but I'll remind you that Unanchored Boston, as always, is brought to you by Cold Springs RV, your destination for all things camping and where? We're in New Hampshire, of course. And by the great George Gray, the big wheel, we call him at George Gray's Lexington Toyota. Thrilled to have Mike Reese back with us. And Bob LaBelle always handles the intro. So, Robert, take it away. Well, thanks, uh, Mike Lynch. I always love to have Mike Reese on. He's one of my personal favorites and, uh, you know, worked opposite his dad, Roy Reese, at Channel 7 for a long time. And yep. uh, I have fond memories of, of Roy and his Told me one day, you ought to talk to my son sometime and get him on Sports Final. He really knows his stuff. I said, oh, really? Okay. So we did. And the rest is history. And now he's at ESPN and become, uh, you know, has the reputations, which is one thing we can't create ourselves, our own reputation of being most one of the plugged in best uh, football writers around. And that's quite a compliment considering there's a lot of great writers around and most of them are centered in the football area right now. So not like we have enough to cover, but my initial question to you, Mike Reese is not one that you'd expect. My question is to you, if I wanted to find out first on who the Patriots are going to hire or no, or where Belichick are going to go, do I go to Peacock? Is that the first place I go? Because, <laughs> Peacock seems to be the bane of every football fan's existence right now, and I can't blame them. <laughs> well, I, first of all, thanks for the great introduction. I was thinking about the first time I came on Sports Final, and I looked at how big those chairs were. And I said, you could probably fit five of me in one of these chairs. How am I supposed to sit in this chair and look normal? Like, why were the chairs so big, Bob? I don't know. They they were probably left over from Bob Kraft because he didn't use them as a, to sit in a. No, you know, no, you fit perfectly. You fit perfectly the first day you're on, and that's why it works so well for you. Lynchy, Lynchy, I would scoot up to like the edge of it, you know, so my feet could hit the ground. It was like, you know, I needed like a little like um, stool, you know, so my feet weren't sitting there they're dangling off no. of the chairs. How about, Obviously, how about, we didn't buy them for the show, so they were left over from some other. People are talking. Who knows? Um, I'm thinking Adam Schefter would be the answer, Loby. Like Peacock, off to the side. They probably got what they accomplished to get those subscribers, right? It's amazing. It's amazing, Mike, how how that went down. And I I don't know where you were at the time, or you were, if you were home, if you were watching the game, or but the sign off, Lynchy. Did you see it? The guy absolutely said. The only place you're going to watch he's on NBC now. This is a, yeah. he's on NBC now. He's saying the you saw it right. The only he place you're going to get this. They kept it up for an extra 15 minutes till 8:30, so you could still you know like, it was almost like a prize fight. So in case you want to, uh, there you go. Yeah. I talked to Upton Bell yesterday about this. He said it's going to be like pay per view. It's going to be like watching a professional prize fight. You're going to have to, in, you know, in 15 years, you're going to have to pay $25 to watch the Super Bowl. This is what this is the direction it's going. So all these people on Facebook, they complained. I said, go talk to Bob Kraft. 
He's the NFL. He's in charge of the, uh, he's the head of the television committee. You know, you think he didn't have to say this, wherewithal to say this about Peacock and understand where this is going. So anyway, this is a whole different conversation than I thought we were, you know, we might've had. So maybe I should just shut up and let you guys have a conversation. But I think Peacock was a huge event this weekend and it was buried in the, in the two games, by the way, which were the games, the four games that were great, actually. My, my, my thought on that is you have to make sure your product is strong enough that people are actually going to pay for it. I mean, I, and I watch the game. We have Peacock at home as part of our cable bundle. But if I was, a, if I didn't and I paid for it and then I watched that game, I don't know, was it worth it? And, and so I'm, that's sort of, guys, that's how I view it now. Like, I'm really interested in the product of the NFL. Like, are the games competitive? Are they, is the, is the product as good as it once was? And so to me, there's a lot of layers to the conversation. Oh, it's, it's, I didn't think it was a great game. Did you? No, it was not. But no. one of the reasons I wanted to tune in was to see how cold it, what the, what the temperature factor was. Yeah. You know, the wind chill, they kept... You want to see this? Yeah, Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah right, Taylor that too. Going back and forth, that's what you tuned in for. Oh, uh, maybe. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just saying, what, what everybody had their own reasons, and, you know, yeah, I paid the five. I'm not proud of it, but I had well, my reasons for doing it. Lynchy, I know some people that didn't pay it. Right. Because they, they felt like it crossed the line, like that they... they, they like. Um, Someone texts me like, "Feels too greedy." Feels yeah. like it, and and you know so what? Willing, willing it, was, it was too greedy. But you know what? I, I just read somewhere it was the largest streamed product in the history of streaming. Right. So you lose your argument because because it's 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 like the biggest audience streaming audience in the history of streaming. Which Why do you think they tuned in? Because it was prime time on a, a no, Sunday I would, night? I would say that was probably going into the weekend was probably the most interesting matchup and, and probably the one that right. that I was more interested in, especially AFC people, right. um, to see the defending Super Bowl champs, five-degree temperature, uh, going against Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins, uh, who have a, a, you know, allegedly a good offensive team against – teams with sub 500 records, not with winning records. But I, I, to me, that one, if I had to circle one of the six games, that would be the one that I would look at. And, and stars, stars sell, right? Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, Taylor yeah. Swift. We, we talked about it. Yeah. Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. True. Uh, it, it, stars sell, you know, and it's part of the product they were pushing, but greed was a big part of it. I don't care. I mean, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm angry that I had to pay the five because I feel like they put their gun, put a gun to my head, in certain ways. You know what I found out today? I found out I have um, JetBlue uh, Mosaic status. If you're a Mosaic member, you get the, you get twelve months free Peacock, <laughs> and, I, and I paid two uh, two ninety nine for it. I want my two, I want my three bucks back. <laughs> what, are you going to get two quarters? <laughs> No, if, if you if you have Xfinity, apparently it's only two ninety nine for twelve months instead of five ninety nine. You know what? 
the gun was loaded. Okay, what are you gonna do? No, but what, what then, I, you then I couldn't get on. Then I get. Then I feel like I'm really stupid. Well, yeah, because the whole this whole stupidity like, factor comes in. My you mom know? is almost 92, and she watches every football game there is, and she did, didn't know how to get it. And I felt bad for there's probably hundred thousand people like my mother. They, they, they didn't they know have, how to have a granddaughter to come over and fix it. <laughs> how did that happen, Lynchy? Did she end up getting to watch it? I'm I'm curious. So. She might have gone to my sister's house to watch it. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it's just it's too complicated for her. And then yep. you know, I, and I don't blame her. You know. Yep. Yep. I mean, she would never think that you know you could sign up on your laptop or your phone. She's trying to figure out you know how to sign up on the television. I recall yeah. Bob Kraft. The, the, <laughs> they the, don't uh, care. That's a the thing. They don't keep her the franchise. <laughs> All right, let's I go. Agree. Okay, I like what he, Mike said. Oh, come on, Loby, give him a break. I can see that. I can read your mind. I can, I can see, come on, Lobel, you're really getting. All right, so I so I brought up no days off, Mike Reese, and you know the season ended, um, you know, and then the Patriots were out of the playoffs. And in most years, it's okay. You know, I get a little breather. I can take the family away for a couple of days, and this and that. But you're like. Right now, you're on you're on guard, you're on watch, you're on your toes 24-7, right? So, Lynchy, it was definitely that way last week because you're waiting to hear as with Coach Belichick, is it going to happen Sunday night, Monday morning? You don't sleep well, yeah. you know? And until that news came down, it was it was like pins and needles. Like, and and you mentioned the phones, you know, you're checking your phone. You're um, like, you love this story. Like Adam Schefter is like such a great teammate. We work together. And he said to me the other day, Mike, I haven't been able to take a shower because he didn't want to leave his phone I know. and miss the story. Yeah. So that's the way you, that's the way you feel. And I say like now, Lynchy, like now that that news was settled, the coaching search, like, so this is another fun one. All my colleagues, are, they were they were giving me the business. They said, Reese, no complaining. This is your first coaching search in 24 years. So I don't <laughs> want to hear any complaining from you. You're going to learn what life is like covering a coaching search. Finally, 24, every 24 years, you get to live it. And I said, all right, I'll just. I'll just zip it and I'll buckle up for the ride. So they announced Belichick parting ways Thursday, <laughs> Friday morning. Mayo gets hired as head coach. All the same people are texting me back said, I can't believe this. You lucky son of a gun. That's the shortest coaching search in the history of any reporter. And I said, oh, I hope another, it's another 24 another years. Fasc another fascinating turn of, of and twist of all these events. First of all, when Belichick was hired, there were no cell phones. Now there's Peacock. Okay, so we've come a long way. I don't want to hear Peacock again. This whole show. Right, I know right, you're right. You're right. I, I promise. The over under on you saying Peacock the rest of the show is at ten right now, and I'm taking the over. Okay. Okay. I'll be good. <laughs> I don't know whether to go to to Dallas or whether to go to Mayo. I don't know whether to ask you about the, the Belichick sons who today are read were welcome to stay. I don't know if that's an internet 
what's true and what's not true anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it just depends on where you read it. And I don't know what's true from untrue in, yeah. in this case, because the sports world is getting to be like the real world, you know, false news. It's it's tricky, Bob. I, I think on this one, I'll, I, the way I can answer it is let me tell you what I believe to be true based on talking to people that I think would have the information. Yes. Um, so the, the way this whole thing went down with Bill Belichick and the crafts, I think it was important particularly to the crafts that it was as amicable of an ending as possible. And, and let's be honest, they, they didn't see it the same way at the end. Right. I mean, they can, and I, I commend them for what they did Thursday. I, and I'm going to be, I want to ask you guys your opinion of this, but, and I'll, I'll, but let me get, get to the answer and then I'll say it. So I think with that in mind, I do think that it's true that, it has been extended to the Steve Belichick, linebackers coach, defensive play caller, and Brian Belichick, safeties coach, that just know that if you want to stay here, there's always a place for you here. And I believe that part of that was, one, Gerard Mayo is incredibly close with Steve Belichick. And number two, I think it's part of wanting to have good relations in a hard goodbye Right. Like, I don't think that's the main reason, Lynchy, but I think I do think that's part of it. And and we'll see what the boys decide. They might not they might not think it's a great decision. And and so I do believe it to be true. And I, I just want to see what you guys think of this and, and check me on this and be honest and tell me if you think I'm too much Hollywood happy ending type stuff. Like I thought Thursday with Belichick standing with Kraft. Like, like I appreciated that they tried to do that because it would have been easier to just email out statements. And I appreciated being able to look them, look at them, listen to their tone and inflection, watch the way they looked at each other. And that couldn't have been easy for both of them. And I know I'm not trying to say like that it's like an ending that they're both, you know, okay with and they mutual like i get it it's it's tricky but i just feel like in today's world where everything's so divisive and everyone's yelling at each other and no one talks to each other no one stands next to each other if they don't think the same way that it was actually sort of refreshing to me that they at least tried and did that and i i mean what do you think am i too flowery on this the the cynic in me said we won't give you any problems with the, with the $25 million if you come out for a nice photo opportunity, a nice warm and fuzzy. Let's all look good, and then we'll, there'll be no – we won't contest anything, and it'll be good. You know, when Kraft tried to hug Belichick, and, you know, he sort of pulled away and said, oh, he's got a cold, you know, that was, that was an awkward moment. For me, it was. Um, you know, Bill's not a touchy-feely guy anyway, but in this particular instance, I think Bill was saying, all right, I come out, stand next to you, and he had shake your hand, but, you know, cut the crap with the hugs. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want any of them. That mm-hmm. was my my one th- thought. My second thought is that this decision was made probably a month ago in the season because, I mean, they said goodbye to Belichick on Thursday and Friday morning at, you know, 8 o'clock or 8.30, bingo, there was uh, – Gerard Mayo. Yeah. So they had made their mind up and the decision had been made and they, they tied it all up. 
It looked nice. It had a nice bow on it. And here we go with the with the Gerard Mayo regime. Meanwhile, you're probably going to have to live in Atlanta or Dallas for, for about a week uh, <laughs> within the next week because this guy wants to coach. And now it's a decision. Do they want a 71-year-old guy, you know, bring mm-hmm. some credibility, or do they want, like, a young, creative coach? Mm-hmm. That, that, that's the way I see it. I like that, Lynchy, and I think that's fair. You know, like, here's we're going to do the money. This, if you know, no problem with the money, but it's important to us that we have some closure here that everyone can see. Like, I think that's, that's what, right? Like, that's yeah. what I'm here. Like, and I think that's very realistic would you like very to hear the way it really was yeah let's hear it Louie. <laughs> kidding Mike. <laughs> just kidding well what did you think of it bob i mean i because i am i'm genuinely interested because I I think- really, yeah i i'd be a little more judgmental here um first of all belichick made a lot of money on wednesday and not only did he make his 25 million uh so-called in the contract but he also made whatever he's going to be negotiating with the six other teams that are available. So whatever kind of a score he made, if you can add the new contract with the old contract, he made a lot of money on Wednesday or Thursday or whatever it was. That, that being said, uh, I think there was a crisis management team behind it. And I, I can only say this, that if, if you were a crisis management person, and this was indeed an organizational crisis, a public relations crisis of the highest order, the greatest possible publicity, uh, that you had to figure out what was the, in the best interest of both parties and what was the best outcome, not only in presentation, but in interest. So, okay, shut up. I don't know. It's not, I'm sorry, Bill. I call you back, Bill, right? It's Peacock, Bob. You want to go for the premium subscription. They, they wanted a follow-up to see how you like the service. <laughs> you sucked, okay? <laughs> all right. First of all, before the before the the hug, before the kumbaya moment, okay? The parting of the waves. They were acting like children. They were like children in the room with no adults to answer to. So at some point, somebody had to come in saying, you're acting like children. Where are the adults in the room? Were you guys going to stand up and and bicker and argue you're going to be adults and and try to make this go away? You both have goals here. The goals may be different, but they're probably more similar than you think. So here's the best way to do it. Put on your best pretend faces. Do what you can do. Do what you tell your children to do in a situation like this and do it. And then get a replacement in as fast as possible so the old story goes away as fast as possible and, and the new story is in and Gerard Mayo is the new story. And all and you shift the attention from the old story, which I think worked. I think the whole I think it whatever was behind the scenes obviously worked. They got through a really difficult time as graciously as they possibly could. One guy wanted out. The other guy wanted them out. And they want reclaiming the team. Was the, that, that was kind of the best phrase that I've heard that I think Crafts did a lot of work in reclaiming the team. From They even, they even went after the third Super Bowl. 
They even had the timeline of when they lost the team. And you know what? I, I just think some adults stood up and said, we think this is the best possible way to go. So I'm not, I'm not saying contrived is a bad thing. I'm saying in sometimes doing what looks good is the way to go. Yeah. Not necessarily the reality of the situation. They may never speak together again. You know, they're not going to go to parties together, clearly. I think, what are you going to say, Lynchy? Next June, they're going to have to, is Bill going to show up for Tom All right, Brady? Okay, fair enough, but it'll be more the same. I think it'll be more the adults in the room. I, I agree, I agree, Mike. Does he come back for Brady? And I understand that that that, that event's going to be on Peacock. <laughs> you said it. I didn't. You know what? If Kraft could get five bucks a person, he'd do it. <laughs> One thing that Upton told me yesterday when I talked to him, he says, you know, the, these owners, they don't love the game. They love being owners. They don't love the game. He said even Billy Sullivan, who I who hired me and fired me, loved the game. And it, he said it's all different today. You know, Loria and Philadelphia, say, uh, maybe Jerry Jones, I don't know, but they, Kraft, they don't love the game. They they love owning it, but not the game itself. I mean, how can you love the game and have 17 games and 18 and this many, this many games and watch these guys go down like like paper clips and on the field? I mean, you know what I'm saying? You're you're, you're killing your product on the field. All right, shut up, Bob. I, I'm talk too much here no but, but bob i just want to follow up your point on that is um like the giants ownership george mara back in the day like i think i think the the, the owners of that generation like they did like they loved the game and and the decisions they made were about the essence of the game or you know like what what is the best for the product that we put on the field and I don't want to speak out of turn. I'm 48 years old. But when I talk to people that had connection with those owners of that generation, that's how they speak. I think now, I do think owners, some of them do care about the game, but they're driven as much more so about making money. And I think that's what you're getting at, Bob. I you think know so. I, mean? I think Peacock. that's what I'm saying. Peacock, a great example. No? You know? But but I think they have to be careful because you better they they need some people in there that are stewards of the game because my whole point on this peacock thing is like the product might be getting watered down. And if it's not a good product, like if you don't know who if you know who's gonna win the game before it's a great point about if you want to pay five bucks, you better make sure it's a good game. And what we're watching is good football, you know, like some of the like the Thursday game when the Raiders beat the Chargers, like that was was awful on Amazon. That was that was like bad, yeah. right? And you're gonna have some bad games, but so I, I've thought about the the topic a lot. No, that's really interesting. I as a I think it's a really good point about the product, uh, the quality of the product. I mean, you would have paid for the two games you saw yesterday. Yes, so, I mean, yeah, the Packers. I mean, except. I I mean the Packers. That was, I mean that but was were, watchable. Although it was not close, it they were playing at a really high level. 
Like, oh my god, yeah, that was. I would pay for that. I would pay for that. Who was those? Who were those guys? <clears throat> In the green uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> A team that's been playing. Felt when he was watching that. Yep. That kid's pretty good. I don't care what you say. Those CJ Stroud and Jordan Love would be unbelievable in a. Why can't we get players like that, Bob? (laughs) (laughs) I'm stealing everything from you today. I'm stealing because. I'm not saying that word anymore. You probably promised I wouldn't say it. You're trying to bait me into it. I know you are. Here's a crazy thing that ran, you know, things you'd lie in bed at night or whatever, something runs through your head. And with all due respect to Gerard Mayo, who I like as a person, and he seems to be doing a good job as an assistant coach. This, to me, is very similar to the Red Sox hiring Butch Hobson. You know, he's one of the family, one of their own. Let's scoop him before somebody else does, even though he has no experience whatsoever at all. And to me, that's what I think we're looking at right here. Again, with all due respect. Mike Reese? Well... 37 years old. He's never done it, Lynchy. So there's a risk. Like, I think there's a, I think that's how I view it. It's they're, they're taking a risk to not even talk to anyone else. Why did they not, what was the deal behind not, I know that, you know, filing it with the league office to avoid the Rooney rule. I mean, what, I mean, that just kind of destroys the whole concept of the Rooney rule, doesn't it? So it's, it's interesting to me, Bob, I think the Rooney rule and I, I, I wish I had it in front of me, but I think, I think the, the essence of that is to make sure that underrepresented people are given equal chance. And so I think when an underrepresented person is getting the job, they feel like that has met its requirement. Do you know what I mean? They don't need to go through it. I think where I would push back just from a Patriot standpoint is even if you're going to hire Gerard, it can still behoove you to go through the process. I, I, you I, might pick up, you might pick up ideas from other people. You might develop relationship with other people that if you're in the same situation, three, four years from now, you have a foundation on which to work from. So I think that, that to me, uh, more than the Rooney rule is a fair question to ask on the Patriots process in this case. I thought that, right. It would have put other, uh, other candidates that would not have normally been uh, interviewed in play, not only for the Patriots, but for other teams, it would have elevated uh, other people to where the Rooney rule was intended to go. All right. Now, that's my only question, question on that. Yeah. But Lynch, Lynch might be right. It could be a Butch Hobson hire. Although I love the way May- Mayo responded to Karen Garigian when she asked him about uh, how he felt when the story came out that he was rubbing people the wrong way in the locker room. I thought that was a really tough question to ask him, but he handled it perfectly. Yep. I mean, yep. he really, what he really, you know, said, "Hey, maybe it is me. Maybe it is my fault." You think Belichick would have ever said that? Yeah. Um. So on the the Mayo stuff. Um, I think part of what is interesting to me is like, look around the league, Houston Texans, D'Amico Ryans, former player coming in there, first year, pretty successful. Dan Campbell in Detroit, former player, you know, um, 
looks pretty good in Detroit right now. Um, so I think how you connect with this generation of players, I think that's what they're looking at, Lynchy, and it might backfire on them. But that to me is is when we think about like the Butch Hobson analogy, like I think that that would be maybe their pushback. Like we think these players will run through a wall for them and that it's worth the risk. We'll see how it turns out. And I just want to correct myself on one thing. I was talking about ownership before with like the old guard of owners and how they cared about the game. And I think I said George Merritt, Wellington Mara is the name, the Giants. So I want to just check myself on that. I would say Dan Rooney in Pittsburgh. I think he did. Okay. Okay. And, you know, and and Dan Rooney. Yes. You look at the Patriots right now. I mean, look at all these teams that played yesterday. Even in losing Dallas, the gap between the Patriots and these has got you know it's three years ago it was like this. Two years, four years ago, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, the gap is so wide. I don't see that they have. There are no playmakers, game breakers on the Patriots. Um. I love Bill O'Brien, but if I see one more pass that travels 40 yards laterally for a two-yard gain, I'm going to pull my my hair out. Um, everything is 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 vertical. And I watch these, these these good teams, and everything with the Patriots is lateral, and it's just there's a lot there's a lot of work to be done. Yes. and I'm not sure that George Hallis, the Don Schuler, or Bill Belichick, if all three of them were on the same staff, that they could really close that gap within two to three years. Yeah. That's a great point, Lynchy. And I, I have so much, I mean, you played, I have so much respect for your view of what you're seeing. I think Bill Belichick was heavily involved in the offense. So there's a part of me that like, I don't want to pin it just on Bill O'Brien. Like I think Bill Belichick was right in there with him trying to, you know, do some of the same, the things you're talking about. Um, I look at the lions model as the one that they got to try to, to emulate when Dan Campbell went in there, he was cleaning it up after the Matt Patricia, you know, you know, and I think slowly, but surely they have one good draft, two good drafts, three good drafts, some free agent signings. And it took them some time, but look at them now. Right. So I think to me, a two to three year window is possible, but it's going to, it's, like to think like I'm thinking next year, like what would be my prediction right now for their record? Like six and 11 feels generous, right? Yes, yes. You know, and I'm just trying to be honest, like yeah. that's where they are right now. And yep. so I agree with you. Yep. I mean, they, they move, they, they may lose all six division games next year. Um, just right off before we even look at the rest of the schedule. Let's see who they draft here. Let's see who, yeah. let's not get crazy. I mean, I, all of a sudden I've become an optimist here. You know, it takes, you know, one, one good draft pick and maybe, but then again, okay, who are you going to put in front of them on the offensive line? Maybe it all starts there. Yep. Uh, but I'm, I'm just saying, you know, you got a couple of examples in the league where a, a draft picks pretty, is pretty much elevated your team into contention. But I'm unless you know, so I got to see their schedule. I don't have it right in front of me over next year. Yep. Honestly, thought they'd win five games this year, and they won four. Uh, but that was side the point. Uh, you know what? I I just don't. I wouldn't quite give up just yet on. But I don't know who you'd take in the number three pick, whether it be Marvin Harrison or one of those two quarterbacks if it's, he's available. I don't. I don't know. Or you or you take Jalen Hurts and trade. Or, you know, there's all there are options out there. 
Definitely. Oh, oh, right. oh Lynchy, I, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. I, a couple of my thoughts is um, Harrison, the receiver. I actually love him. Like to me, he's the sure thing. And so I would, I wouldn't be against it um, on the quarterbacks. It's so early. I can't wait to like get into him and try to learn more about him. Um, I'm actually, I got some unease about just everything around Caleb Williams. Like, it just seems like there's like more than just what we're talking about on the field. Like what is, you know, I want to learn more about what makes him tick and, and like, what's this talk about wanting to own a team? Is that true? You know, like, so to me, it's the other two quarterbacks, Drake May and Daniels out of LSU that I want to study to think maybe those two would fit, but what, what are you thinking on, and you know, on what they might do there? I'm thinking that I'm, if, if I had, uh, if Marvin Harrison's available, you got to take him because he, he, he is the type of guy that we were looking at this weekend. He's a game changer. Um, despite the fact that, that CD Lamb had a horrible game yesterday, he's a game changer. Yeah. Debo Samuel is a game changer. Yeah. Stefan Diggs, a game changer. Um, Tyreek Hill, a game changer. And all these teams went out and acquired these guys, and they they need to acquire a guy like Marvin Harrison. If they have to go with the quarterback, I go with Drake May uh, as as my quarterback. Um, I, I I hate to be falling back into the you know is, is he is he another um, you know Mac Jones? Um, I, I don't know, but that would be my pick. But Marvin Harrison, in fact, I might even try to move up to get number one to get Marvin Harrison. Wow. Wow. And he might go number one to the Bears, right? Because they got Justin Fields. Yep. And, and I mean, that, that could be exciting for them. Very Fields, DJ Moore, Marvin Harrison. Like, well, you got you got yourself a nice little attack there. Yeah. Yeah. Because like the Patriots, they're, they're, the, they're, the, they're the worst team in the division. Um, you know, and they got to get back in competing with the Packers and the Lions. Yep. Um, and they need to do something. But but so do the Patriots. You watching Peacock Bob on your side? I'm just kind of checking on, you know, the things that Mike checks on. You know, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not watching. I'm not saying it. So don't try to goad me into it. So before we take, go ahead, Mike. I was going to say, I one thing Bob had mentioned before is Belichick and Dallas. And I, yeah, I mean, watching, you got to get into that today because that's what everybody's talking about. I was watching the game against the Packers and I kept thinking to myself, you know, everyone's talking about all the teams prior to that, you know, where Belichick could land. Maybe it's Atlanta, you know, but th- does he fit anywhere? And someone had mentioned to me that when Bill comes available, coach of his caliber, you got to look at more than just the open jobs. Yep. He'll, his availability will start making owners think well, how secure is our coach if I can get Belichick? And to me, Dallas, I think we all had that thought. Yep. And to me, it's a no-brainer of all no-brainers if they move on from Mike McCarthy for both sides. Right. Uh, We're not talking about a long-term relationship here. All you have to do is get along for three or four years. Yep. And, 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 yeah. all, 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 all Jerry Jones would take is one year. He wins it with Belichick in one year or two years. Maybe that's the secret of marriages. <laughs> <laughs> you only have to do it for one year. Yeah. And then and then you re, you know it's reset. 
Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's really the answer we hit on. This is much more of a counseling show than a. All right. So if you're, you're Jerry Jones right now, Mike, Mike Reese, and yeah. you're saying to yourself, okay, Mike McCarthy, 312 win seasons, nothing to show for it in the postseason. Um, do I roll the dice? I'm 81 years old. We haven't won a, won a Super Bowl since the, the mid 1990s. Um, you know, keep, we're, we're supposed to be America's team and win a Super Bowl. Can Bill Belichick bring us to the promised land again? My thing is, I would go for it if I were Jerry Jones. I would say, sorry, Mike McCarthy, but, you know, we're going to, uh, this guy's available and I want to go after him. And uh, we're gonna, this would create the nightmare. For, you talk about why can't we get players like that? What do you think that's going to come out? Why can't we get coaches like that? It's going to be the nightmare of New England. In fact, our behind the scenes staff put together this little show and tell photo opportunity that uh, there you go, right there. <laughs> Jerry Jones and Belichick, huh? Yeah, right. And Jim Nance, of course, there, that's right. Nightmare, New England nightmare. But hey, look, we're going to all agree marriages for one year. I'll give it a shot again. I'm I'm with you, Lynchy. I think that's a, a, a for Jerry Jones, like who loves headlines, attention. Like, can you imagine Bill Belichick in Dallas? And I mean, for the next eight months before you know what I mean? The first game. I mean, and just for that alone, for what Jerry Jones, you know what I mean? Like marketing and man i just to me it makes all the sense in the Does world bring josh down there i think he probably would yeah. Bobby. and i actually think that that to me is interesting because i think josh compliments bill better than anyone and you know it's my view that this thing here in new england was actually going okay in 2021 when you know they they were what 10 and 7 and it wasn't perfect but they were in the playoffs they got blown out by the bills but i thought josh's ability to handle the offense and bill giving him the latitude to do it helped bill as a coach and i thought i I thought bill i thought some weaknesses and not weaknesses in bill but i think losing josh forced bill belichick to get involved in the offense the last couple years and i think we saw that didn't always go so great why does yeah, it just feels like him going to Atlanta or any of the other opportunities other than L.A. Uh, just doesn't feel right. It just doesn't, that doesn't have the fit that this seems to have, right? Dallas? You know you know, what you can do down in Dallas, Bob? Like you saw Jerry Jones, see the crowd waiting for Jerry Jones after the game uh, yesterday afternoon. It was bigger than the crowd that was probably in, in, in the media room. And you, I get an idea. You can sell that on Peacock every day for press conferences. <laughs> well, you know what? All, all of a sudden, the fifth quarter is not as valuable here as it used to be. And it certainly would be more valuable in Dallas. Just, you know. Sort of like when Tom went down to Tampa, right? In yeah. 2020. And a lot of fans. Were the you know that how the fifth quarter started? It all started with Parcells. Yeah. yeah tell, tell me about that. No, we just no one. We just did it. We said we had Parcells. We got to put him on the air as much as possible, and the only other way was doing the televising the post game press conferences, and we did it. And I remember one time we, we did it on Channel Thirty Eight sometimes, 
when the double headers didn't work out and the first game was on channel four and I, you know, whenever we had to put it on 38, I can remember one time a game on channel four was going longer than usual and our airtime to start on 38. So the fifth quarter actually started before the fourth quarter ended. <laughs> I swear. Wow. It, happened. it actually had a, and then you had to go on and well, it's the fifth quarter, but we're on before the fourth quarter's ended. And they let you put it on without, you no, know, it's we, not like a rights agreement or anything no, like no, that. No, we had the, we were tele- under underneath the stadium in the media room and it was our video. And it was the weight room. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You're standing, yeah. you're standing among barbells and, and, and uh, bench press things, and and we wow. said we we get like one game, maybe maybe two Monday night games a year, and then when we did the it was called the fifth quarter, we did it too, and we didn't have to pay any rights. And no, then they, right. they then they realized they could make some money on this thing, and then Channel Four obviously carried oh, the majority really? of the games, right? <laughs> and mm. then that's how it happened. But at least one, maybe two years, we got away with just doing it. Wow. And, and we used to sell it ourselves and make the money. And then, of course, it didn't take the crafts long to figure out, uh, you know, that this is yeah. the way it should be done. But, this is- yeah, it was a free-for-all. And, and Parcells, like, he got into it with some, some kid ass. They played the Jets, and Pete Carroll was coaching the Jets. And then and he asked uh, Parcells, do you think you all coached uh, Pete Carroll? And and and. and Parcells goes, that's a dumbass question. That's a dumbass question. Like that again. And that was great television. And I think that's when everybody, particularly channel. Except for the kid from Pawtucket that asked the question. (laughs) I know. Bill, he did apologize to him, but uh, but but I think everyone realized this is great television. This is actually more interesting than the game. Yes. And we we gotta do more of this. And then you guys, you know, grab the ball and uh, you guys got the rights to it, and then you know the rest is history. And Mike Reese, by the way, is a star on, on the fifth quarter. Hmm. No, well, you know what, Mike, you got to you got to wait and get through all the other guys, get through Andrews and all the rest of them. And they're all good. Uh, you know who I really like was Wise. You like Dietrich, yeah? yeah I just like he had an edge to him. He always, but he always was really good. But on yeah. the other hand, everybody's waiting for Belichick. Yeah, and they know what they're going to get. They just waited. You know, you know what it was like. And of course, and it, I don't think Lynch. I don't know. Maybe Lynchy would ask a lot of questions, but I'm not interested in asking a lot of questions and being publicly embarrassed like that. It's it's, and that's the part that is, I want to say, maybe over the last decade that's been interesting to me is, it's basically an open window for everyone to watch you do your job. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right? And, and 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 I feel I always felt like a responsibility to the fans, like. You got to ask the question that they would ask because they're the paying customer and you represent them with that media credential. And it was hard, Lynchy, because I knew I was asking a question that I might get my head bit off. Yeah. He yeah but like, we but, loved you. We loved you because we just, we just, you know, brought the circus to town. You were the main act. <laughs> a pawn in the game. You know, I'm sorry, but, you know, if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't have the circus there. <laughs> so I hear you ask a question. Oh. Said, Mike, Mike's going to ask the question, and it's, oh. it's going to be a good, legitimate question. I know he's dying inside that he has to ask this question, but he has to ask it because nobody else will. And, uh, and you're going to be commended for that. And, you know, sometimes Bill would give you the death stare 
as you're asking the question, and you, you, you can say, okay, but just the way it's looking at you, you know, you know what the response is going to be. Mike, Before how would you characterize your relationship with him? Uh, how would you characterize your relationship with him as a person? I know maybe it's hard to divorce the coach media thing, yeah. but you speak football. He yeah. speaks football. That's about the, sim uh, the similar conversation. But how would you characterize your relationship with him? So, I, like, football-wise, professional, you know, like, but I would say personally, like, at an arm's length, which is more his choice, right? And I think that's just the way he prefers it, and I always respected that. I, I agree. I, I, I feel the exact same way, Mike. I, did, I don't know how many years I did the show with him, maybe 10 years and, um, you know, when he would come in before the lights would go on, we would talk about our, our daughters, uh, you know, what, what, whether we're going on spring break and then the end of Rexeter game. And then once the lights went on, it was strictly, uh, well, you have to ask uh, the referees about that. Uh, yeah, but well. you guys had not only a football connection. His father was a coach. Your father was a coach. You played for Harvard. He played, you know, for Wesleyan or wherever he went. You know, I'm just saying. You guys more have Exeter and Andover. Uh, oh, yeah, right, right. For whatever. You guys are prep schools. That's right. When you're in Ohio, you don't have prep schools in Ohio, <laughs> but you do. No, did but I'm not. Mike, Reese, did you go to prep school? I did not. No, I didn't either. I mean, did that hold us back? <laughs> that didn't hold us back. <laughs> I, have a, I have to do a commercial here, Mike. And Mike. Yes. <laughs> And the other mic's going to ask you a question. I'm going to, I have another great question. I think it's a great question, but I'll wait till after that. <laughs> this is about camping. So get ready for the 2024 season, which is here right now, with a new RV, recreational vehicle, in case you don't know. Not reserve, Victor. Cold Springs RV is the latest in pop-ups and travel trailers and fifth-wheelers, motorhomes. When you need an RV or service on an RV, Get to Cold Springs RV. So you say, okay, I'll go to Cold Springs RV. Where are they? It's exactly where they are. And where, New Hampshire? Where? W-E-A-R-E. Where, New Hampshire, which is west of Goffstown and north of Drake, somewhere. So go check out the all-new Winnebago Access Travel Trailers, now on their lot. Heading south on a new Winnebago. Is there any bigger dream than that? With Who picked trailer, Taylor Swift to go with him? Oh, no. Borges picked Raquel Welch. Who did pick you picked Taylor Swift. Upton picked the uh, Upton picked, right. That was, that's going to happen. Don't forget to tell them Loby and Lynch sent you. Learn more at coldspringsrv.com. It's possible we've asked you this question before, Mike, but yeah. let's, let's pretend we'll have to come up with a different answer now. All right. So we all know John Madden had the Madden Cruiser. Yeah. So we're going to get Cold Springs RV to build a Loby Cruiser. Yes. And, and, and once it's built... You know, it's still in production stages, but we, we, we promise it to every guest on the show. You get that you get to drive it cross country. We'll fly you back. But you have to take one person with you, male, female, alive, deceased, past, present, sports, entertainment, politics, to ride cross country to have a conversation with. Mm. So who would you pick to ride shotgun with you going cross country? So many, so many great choices. I think I'll share with you one of the things I love to do is go to live music concerts. So I think I that that's the first place my mind went. Um, and I do I do love like Bruce Springsteen. He's given me so many great memories um, over the years. So he's the first one that came to my mind. I have to, I have to be honest with you. I mean, I probably should pick someone that 
you know, maybe like no, 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 not necessarily. No, no, don't be honest with us. This is what but, you want. Springsteen, and, what you want? That's what you got. I mean, because let me like I'm closing my eyes and I'm envisioning being in the Lobby Cruiser, <laughs> and like he pulls out his guitar. Yeah, but Stevie Van Sant could join you in Kansas City. We, we we got enough room, right? Like, come on in. Right. And he just and he just starts playing. Like to me, that would be like perfection. There Are you, you a deadhead? Great answer. Not a deadhead. Not a deadhead. I no. don't see you running around in a Volkswagen. <laughs> okay. Well. Good answer. Good answer. I don't know. I don't know how good it is, but it's true to me, you know. So. Absolutely. I want to ask our people behind the scenes to get ready to get the, find the trailer for the upcoming uh, Patriot documentary that's going to be dropped on Apple Plus. Just want to drop that in in a second. But before we do that, I want to ask you about Jonathan Kraft. First of all, he was very noticeable by his absence on Wednesday because we all said, hey, Jonathan, Robert, and Bill are going to get together in a room and hash this out. Well, only two of them came out. John, the only one that was still in the room is Jonathan. Where, why was he not, in your opinion, part of the, of the two of them? The, you know, yeah. they talked about it as a trio. All of a sudden, he wasn't. Yeah. Uh, my, my hunch would be that it probably was reflective of relations between him and Bill Belichick. And, and that this was always like Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft had, had their connection. And it was partially possibly just paying respect to that and letting that be like, Hey, it's between you two. Um, and then the other part, which is, I mean, look, guys, I don't think it's like any secret. Like I, I don't think Jonathan was always crazy with the way Bill treated his dad. Like it's couldn't have been easy for him to see at times, you know, like we, we talk about like how Bill acts with us in the media. Like, I mean, sometimes he did that with the owner, you know, who was paying him a lot of money. Like, and, and if you're watching your dad get treated like that, like, I mean, I, I don't think that's the easiest thing. And so that's probably my most honest, sensitive answer to the dynamics well, that, great. that I believe are in play, you know? I really appreciate that insight because I, it's one thing I never really considered, but obviously should have put it at the top of the list of the, watching him handle Bob and the way he treated him. You're right. He was rude to Kraft. He was rude to his owner. He was dismissive of his owner. And, uh, yeah, I, that can't be easy. And I, First, and I guess Jonathan got what he wanted, Belichick gone. So he didn't have to go through this anymore. But so much for that's really a very insightful. So thank you for it. Thank you for going there. Yeah. And I don't, and in, and in fairness to Bill, like, like I think it wasn't all the time, but, you know, I think he, I think he had, I think Bill and Robert, like they had their ups and downs, right? Like, and I, like what Robert Kraft says. One year marriage. I'm telling you, it's going to work. There you go. There you go. So, why don't you propose that, Bob? Why don't you... <laughs> I'll bring it up the next time I call Governor Healy. I'm going to ask her if she could propose that and see how that will go over. Probably, probably not that well. Um, so the Crafts have, quote unquote, reclaimed the team. Are we going to see now the Robert Kraft we saw during the Bill Parcells era, the one that hadn't learned to 
sort of stand back to probably meddle too much into his own admission. He, he admits that. Are we going to see that back in with, with Jonathan now? Or are we going to see the way, we're never going to see the way it was with Bill? Because, I mean, Robert, Robert needed Bill. And he put up with a lot of the indignities. Because he knows he needed Bill, but the last three to four years he needed him less and less and less. Thus, he was dismissed. Now, are we going to see an owner that has become, for lack of a better word, more meddlesome than he was before? So I, I don't think so. I think what what I'm curious about Wednesday when they introduce Gerard Mayo is do they like Roberts eighty two, like. And, and I think I give him a lot of credit for standing up there and answering questions in a press conference the, last week. And I compare that to like the Tennessee Titans owner after firing Mike Vrabel. She did a one-on-one -on -one with the team website. Like, you think she got hard questions and that one, you know, you know, like, so give yeah. Robert credit, but at 82, like, I mean, my goodness, I hope I can do that at 82. Like that's, yeah. so I think, if, I'm curious. What I'm trying to say is, I'm curious to see if Jonathan takes on a more public-facing role as the primary voice of ownership. What do you think? I, it would make sense, Loby, because Robert's 82, right? And so I don't know if that's going to happen, but that's one thing I'm curious about. But I to answer the question is, I do think ownership's going to be more. I don't want to say more involved, but like when you take Bill out of it, I mean, literally every decision went through Bill. So they reclaimed the team, as Mike said. Yeah. Or this is part of reclaiming the team, being up front, being out there more. And I look at it like the Cowboys as an example. Like you see Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones in the draft room and they're involved and they're part of it. I don't know if they're making the decisions, but they rely on smart people to guide them. And then they're like, that to me is probably the model that I think we're headed towards. And I, I, I look at it that way, less of a meddlesome and more of a, like, it is their team. And yeah. like, they, you know, we'll see if it works. That's a good point. That's a really good point. No, it's an excellent point. Did and you see that? Go ahead, I might. No, I was going to say that the uh, the press conferences were practically streamed over Pink Peacock Club. <laughs> I heard something, but I didn't really think. I'm really yes, <laughs> did you see the trailer for the Dynasty? Uh, I did. Uh, well, I love this trailer. Yep. There's a lot of really interesting teasing things in this trailer. And uh, I'd like to get your opinion about some of them. Is it all right, Lucy, if I play it? You might play it, Bob. Sure. Okay. Start on Peacock. This team will be scrutinized, celebrated for as long as the game is played. In pro football, nobody's entitled to anything. You have to go out there and earn it. I was pretty intent on proving myself. We were going to determine the future of football in New England. Patriots are superstar champions! First dynasty of the century. This game is like a narcotic. You're chasing that forever. Breaking news right now. Spygate. Deflategate. Aaron couldn't separate himself from that dark side.
That team won enough to become the villain. We worked for Bill, but we played for Tom. Bill tore Brady's head completely off. There's things that are done that can't be undone. I was just trying to hold it together the best I could. This team will be scrutinized, celebrated for as long as the game of football is played. I love it. I can't wait for it to come out. And uh, there are some really, if they're called teases, they work because you're teased. Mike Lynchy, what, what quotes? Well, let me ask Mike Reese first. What quotes, what sections of that trailer stand out for you more than more than others? In other words, what what questions does it raise more than answers that it gives? Well, the first thing it did was made the hair on the back of my neck stand up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, big. right. Um, maybe um, someone saw it and said to me, "Did you hear what Danny Amendola said?" And I said, I did, that we worked for Bill, but we played for Tom. And I thought that was sort of an interesting perspective. And I don't, I'm not a huge, like, is it Tom or is it Bill? Because I think, I think it was both of them. But that, that perspective was interesting to me in the trailer there. Um, but honestly, guys, I thought all of it was in that one minute or however long it was. They packed a lot in there to make you want to see it, didn't they? Yeah. Packed a lot. Even Garofalo, even a picture of two sec or one second shot of Garofalo versus 30 seconds worth of video. I mean, I, when Kraft said I was just trying to hold it together, what do you think he was referring to the bill and, and Brady relationship? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, my, my only question is were these like these, like when do you get build a post? For a camera like that, was it back in 2019? Um, I mean, some of that, some of those interviews. So, like, you know, are they are they dated right now? I don't know. Um, we're going to have uh, Jeff Benedict on in a couple of weeks, and we'll ask him those questions then. But that that that's my question. You know, I mean, you, I that video is in the public domain, Mike. I don't I don't think it. I don't think he posed for that. I just. I, well, he did. He sat down in a chair. And, you know, I know, but I don't think that was. <laughs> but it wasn't gonna, recently. It wasn't I'm, recently. I'm going to guess it was last off season. You know, like it wouldn't be during the season, right? Like, so probably one one recent off season would be my guess. Like the this past one or the one before yeah. um, would be my likely thought. What right. about the trail of cheating? What about the you know Shula calling them Bella cheat? What yeah. about the you know? The Flake Gate, the sick Mangini, yeah, the video and where was it Cincinnati or whatever wherever this, yeah, you know sideline, yeah. But then there was some stuff from the press box, wasn't there? The no, that was Cincinnati. Dave yeah. Marillo fired, didn't he? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that was that was totally separate from the uh, football yeah. side, yeah. you know, yeah. like. Yeah. And I think that was like an honest, I mean, I don't say, I, I, I truly believe it was an honest mistake from like I, totally different department than. Yes, yes, I agree with you. There's no reason that he should have been fired whatsoever. But, but, but I do think like when you talk about the Patriots and that era, like obviously those have to be part of the story, right? You can't overlook them. So 
think people have opinions on like how significant it was. And, you know, I do. And, but it is part of the history. So you can't tell the story without it. But so. it was, is it, it's really, you wouldn't want to change it for anything, right? You wouldn't, I don't think, I mean, it was a fascinating part of our lives. It was fascinating to see that video because I wouldn't want to change it for anything. Agree. Agree. Being Vinatieri, I mean, I think Vinatieri has been buried somewhere in, in the old stadium with his last kick. I think yeah. it was such a huge part of the formation of this dynasty that, uh, you know, I know the India could have Colts and all that bullshit, but that's, you know, that's, yeah. Vinatieri was, was great. Yes. And so was Guskowski. Yep. Yep. Trivia yep. name, a guy who's, who's the guy between Vinatieri and Folk? You know, Guskowski. You never, you know, where have you gone? Mm-hmm. I'm just speaking of which, we, we have new, new kickers next year, Mike. Oh, Lynchy, like right, you want to you try out with your square toe? Yeah, watch this. This is you impressive. Know, oh, look at that. Yeah, I love it. Right, set it Lynchy. on fire. Lynchy, I would think they're gonna they gotta bring someone in to at least have as an option there, right? Like so Chad Ryland, you know, drafted him in the fourth round. Get bring him to camp, but you gotta bring another guy to camp to protect yourself because you can't go through a season like you did this year with right. what with what he did. How about the guy in Dallas? Is he the most unbelievable kicker you've ever everything he no 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 was he perfect until he missed one uh, yesterday. Yeah. But um, he could he could kick them through popsicle sticks. Yeah. I mean, everything is right down the middle. Yeah. And he never played football in his life. He played soccer. You know, at Notre Dame, right? And wasn't drafted. Like <laughs> our guy, our Chad Ryland was a fourth round pick. They traded up for us. So yeah. sort of see the difference there. And I will say, probably um, Brandon Aubrey is the name. Is probably helped by half his games indoors. So that's probably a fair thing yeah. to. Mention, but still, like, you still got to make them. <laughs> he makes them all. Mike, if ESPN turned to you and said, all right, you've done a great job with uh, pro football, and we know that's your first love, but we want you to cover the Red Sox. <laughs> what would what is it, What would that mean to you? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't think yeah. I could do it. I don't think I could do it, guys. I don't think I could do it. It's. I think they might have some of the games on Peacock. <laughs> you know, I am so tempted. <laughs> God, just I wanna, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to take my middle finger down. I love it. I don't. You know why I don't think I could do it is the the 162. Yeah, I agree. There's just so many of them, and um, so we have 14 year old daughter at home, 11 year old son, and I just. I don't think I could give it up. I, I think I would say thank you so much for thinking of me as worthy of the opportunity. But is there anything else, you know, like that would be a tough one for me. Speaking of that, how, how is your job? Um, I think I know the answer to this, but but I think people, how is your job going to be altered now that Bill Belichick is not around? What's going to be different for you? That's a great, I mean, that's great, Lynchy. I was thinking that, I was joking the other day, who is it with? that I might actually ask a question and like the coach might like give an answer. <laughs> like we were, we were joking about it, you know, like, Oh, 
that's how it works, you know? Um, and I say it with a little humor, right? But but I think, how will it be different? Um, I think, I mean, I think like fundamentally it's the same. You, you have the same media access, but I, I think there might be more, um, more of a two-way dialogue than a one-way dialogue. I think that'll be the biggest difference to me. So like, I'll give you an example, Lynchy, like, um, and I, and I, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but you know, to me, the beat used to be so conducive to good family life. We used to, and I think you, you remember this, we used to go down there and do like news conference at 1030, go into the locker room, call it 1045, and then go to practice 12 and then would be done with our access. So you might stay in work or you might go home and work and you were around for, you know, thing now, you know, like we would have bill after a game. And then the next morning we'd have bill at eight o'clock in the morning. And I felt like it wasn't really done in a way that like, does this work for you as a reporter or, you know, like, because usually you like to rewatch the game so you can ask questions that can further the conversation and further the dialogue. And so my hope is like maybe with a new coach, there's more of a aspect of, okay, like, this is what's important to me as the coach. Tell us what's important to you as a reporter and let's see if we can come to some middle ground. Does that make sense? Like how it would be Absolutely. different? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, some days it'll be 9.30, some days it'll be 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and some days it'll be 2 o'clock, or some days it'll be 7.30 in the morning. Right. And um, it just just didn't make any sense. But, you yeah. know, when you're the king, you know, you make the rules. That's right. And, That's right. Uh, you bring Super Bowl to Super Bowl, um, you make the rules. That's right. And, you know, as long as that, uh, that money machine it keeps cranking away and cranking away, yep. that's the way we get got it. That's so. right. After these games this weekend, and we have, we're taping this on Monday, so we have a couple of games yet to be played. But your your uh, choices changed for the eventual outcome of this tournament. Hoy, so for me, Bob, like I really try to study it if I'm going to make a prediction, and I have to be honest with you, I haven't studied it that close. I think San Francisco going to be tough to beat, so I would probably stick with them on the NFC side. On the AFC side, I, I've sort of been open. I haven't seen a lot of Baltimore, so it's hard for me to know. Kansas City, I've watched a lot of, and it's hard for me to pick against the champs. I don't think they're as powerful, but they do sort of remind me of like Patriots championship teams that maybe weren't as loaded as maybe some of their past teams, but they have that metal to them. So I'm wide open in the AFC, and I lean San Francisco in the NFC. You know, <clears throat> won't take up too much of your time. Are you are you pleased or displeased that Taylor Swift has become such a central figure in the Chiefs run and also in the interest of non-football fans, especially young girls? Um, it's really been something. You, some people are really put mm -hmm. off by it. Some people are welcoming it. I love it, Lynchy. Yeah. I think it's great. I Anyone that shines a light on football – I, like I love the game and, and I now again, not totally naive here. Like maybe there's some 
I don't know, like her getting involved in it. Maybe there's helps bring her fans. And, you know, so there's maybe some aspect to that that I should acknowledge, like there might be something there. But I actually think she really like it, enjoys it. Yeah. And like that she's discovered the game and it's almost like, where has this been all my life? <laughs> that speaks to me. Yeah. And I, and, and what's wrong with having a little fun? Right. Like, like, where did we get away from the, like the idea that like, Sports is still fun. I know there's Peacock and I know it's business movie. I get it. I know. But let's have a little fun. And she's having fun. Yeah. And I, I'll take it. I like it. Do you agree or disagree, Lobi? I totally agree. Oh, good. I'm fascinated by her. I'm fascinated by the fans. Yes. Her. I'm fascinated by her relationship with Travis Kelsey's mother. And, uh, yes. you know, what do they talk about? And, you know, what do they just – to me, it's just fascinating. Yes, because Let's it's want to get her on the podcast, Bob. Yeah, that is a good shot. Let's who do we want to cancel? We're gonna <laughs> cancel Crafts and put her on. Okay. By the way, Upton Bell picked his partner to ride cross country. He yeah. picked Taylor Swift. That's Upton. awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. And what was his what was his reason? Because you know uh, Springsteen wasn't available. He was with you. <laughs> Let me get one, la one last spot before we say goodbye to you, Mike. Yeah. You know, if you're thinking about a new vehicle, go where Lobie and Lynchy go. Go see our friend George Gray at George Gray's Lexington Toyota. We've been customers for years because we know George Gray and his family will treat you right. They're a family-owned and operated dealership that we trust and you can trust as well. So go see the big wheel, the big wheel himself, George Gray at George Gray's Lexington Toyota 409 Mass Ave in Lexington. George Gray loves the Patriots. He loves Taylor Swift. He loves Peacock, by the way, too, Bob. I, I understand that, that that's on his playlist, Peacock. I'm sure but, it is. What, do you think Peacock will carry this um, podcast? <laughs> I think they're looking for content, good content. Yeah. Couldn't, afford it. couldn't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mike, uh, this has been great, as always. Uh, you, you do an unbelievable job. Um, the only one prouder than us is your dad. And, uh, He's uh, please give our best to him. He was great to me when I was breaking into the business. He was always there offering advice when I asked questions. And uh, he was uh, one of the all time greats. You guys are awesome. And I, I know I told my you son this. on television. Yeah, okay, that's right. right. That's right. That's right. You got to have dad in your corner. You Absolutely. Know? I know exactly where it was. It was at this restaurant in the Framingham Shopping Center. I know exactly where it happened, where I saw Roy at that time. That's awesome. Anyway. You, you know, guys are awesome. I, 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 thank you so much. Now I can get back you. to work and you know stop right. the sports. <laughs> All right, you guys All are right. great. Bye bye, bye bye, Mike. Bye, Roby. And make Thanks. sure you follow us on unanchoredboston.com. Unanchored Boston is a Burke Advertising LLC production. To learn more, go to unanchoredmedia.com.